Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises, and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. Today we have Anil who is heading the Satcom Industry Association of India, which is a new industry association that is supporting the catalyzation of the reforms in the country for space industry development and has worked extensively in supporting all sorts of companies to then make the pie of the space industry bigger in India. So Anil, thank you so much for taking the time again and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Happy. So now let's begin with a little bit about uh, your own background before we come into what SIA India does so that we you know then make a frame of what you do and then what is it that is in harmony with what you are trying to do with SIA India. So to begin with uh, can you briefly talk about you know what led you into believing that we need something like an SIA India as of today and has led you to basically taking a path towards creating such an industry association 2019 we starting having a feeler from the government where is policy which is coming on the way and the policies one after the other to start to been around so the draft board when some of our getting into consultation process with the stakeholders and while this is happening and I was getting feeler from the industry that government is getting reform satellite reform but there is there there is there, is a, there has to be a body which uh, could provide interface between government and industry and when we start looking around we didn't find any any single satellite industry body which truly represent the voice of uh, satellite industry and that time the group of people uh, who are part of the satellite industry or professional we started uh, thinking about how we can start with and finally december 20 we finalized that we should go ahead with the forming a start satellite industry association or satcom industry association and we started to uh, going for it and uh, their bylaws their objectives and uh, also registration process so there we, we uh, being and then officially we launched on 30th march of uh, 2021 so we start coming to action and we start to, uh raising our voice on the various issues uh, which is matters to the space industry or satcom industry we we feel the need of our that time that we, we must create a, a body which truly represent the voice of the industry excellent so from what you have said i think uh, the key factor is actually the timing that there is today a need and also i guess the willingness on the government's part as well to open up the industry to the larger industry that is present 
So when you look at uh, what you are trying to do with uh, SIA India, what are the primary goals and objectives that you see for SIA India and how do you see this playing out in the coming years? Yeah, when we are thinking of a representation, uh, which industry we should represent, and we found that the basic that there is a broad ecosystem in the country. I think they are all working in a, in a silos and I think the need uh, is that to bring everybody on into the ecosystem, whether they are manufacturers, the service provider, or satellite operators, or the system integrator, or launch vehicle, uh, the ground segment people, and all. I, we thought that it is the time that we should bring them all one platform, and because they work with each other in, in the ecosystem, and uh, we're trying to uh, represent all these people uh, who have related to some way or some contribution in terms of the space economy in the country. So that's the, our objective, which we have set forth in our clean uh, budget. And uh, the, it's basically to provide a, a kind of a thought leadership for the satellite industry in India, uh, which truly represent their voice to the, the government level, where there's any policy or making or regulatory decisions are taking or the licensing matters are, or standardization matters are being discussed. So we also feel strongly that the satellite should be our first priority uh, as a satellite, satcom industry association that wherever uh, satellite uh, services or application to be used, should be used in, uh, on, on a on a, a given priority rather than just waiting uh, for a satellite uh, system or application to, to be happen. So that's the area we feel that uh, there is a gap and I think must raise our voice that satellite should be used at the first instance. And that's why we are raising our uh, concern with the various policy and regulatory body and we uh, start giving representation to them. And uh, we have created uh, uh, various uh, interest group within our association representing different vertical like for example we have a space infrastructure committee which is deals with the, the large space industry there they have their own issues and then we have a startup uh, ecosystem the startup has their own issues and we have a also the academia where we feel that academia outreach or capacity building program need to be harnessed and uh, we have another way we have the community which is basically the government uh, institution like ISRO or their allied uh, institutions, uh, those, those need also to be worked on. So, and one way we also feel that the space law uh, is also playing an important role. So, we also have created a separate uh, committee which deals with the space law. Of course, the policy regulation and standardization is also dealt with one of our committee. So, these are the various committees and trust groups which we set forth and they all work in tandem and they're trying to bring uh, respective issues on table and then we discuss and then uh, the recommendation we send out to the concerned uh, uh, policy maker. So this is uh, the basic framework which we, uh, are, we have been created and working on. Right. That's uh, really interesting from, you know, what you mentioned, especially I think the involvement of people within these committees, I think will allow a diverse group of opinions, comments coming in to be then consolidated in one way or the other to make sure that the suggestions are all comprehensive at the end. So when you look at how the sector is evolving in India today, do you have a sense of uh, how big is the space industry today? And given the reforms that you are also pushing for now, 
what could happen in the next three to five years if some of these things come to fruition? Yeah, I think all credit goes to the current government. They have noticed it and they have announced it publicly and also policy. The space industry or space comm industry is at, uh, in India is a, it's a nascent stage. Whatever the achievement uh, we have done so far, it is uh, which is circle around ISRO and the industry which has uh, been created in India that is also heavily dependent on uh, ISRO. It's a very non-significant non area at this moment. The sector is uh, close to about say, 7 billion, which is 2 to 3% of the global market which is growing uh, that is 360 billion dollar or so and uh, we feel that uh, this, uh, this uh, the set of reforms which government is putting forth and uh, the cohesive uh, atmosphere is building that will boost the size of the market and we will be able to touch upon something close to what 50 billion US dollar in uh, in 2030 that's the projection uh, that also this also creating the lot of uh, private sector initiative into coming into play in terms of the new activities which are basically uh, asteroid mining, debris cleaning, earth observation, space tourism, satellite launches, deep sea space exploration, and uh, of course satellite broadband. These are the driver of the new driver of the space economy. We feel that this will uh, will definitely be and the ISRO is playing a formidable role into that and they have opened up their arms uh, and also created a, a association uh, with the private sector and their the recent launch uh, whether it is a moon mission or is a uh, or, or a mars mission they have private sector played a important role into that in those missions and uh, also the launches and satellite launches or space uh, launches uh, the, their, their private sectors also. We feel that the picture is good and going in the right direction. We believe that the next two to three years are more, most crucial uh, to go set the uh, set the ball rolling in the right direction. So we will be able to position ourselves in the global space economy and India, India uh, have their own space into that. Uh, we feel very strongly. And the uh, one area where we feel that um, uh, this is happening because there's a new age uh, companies are coming uh, coming and uh, joining the space industry and it is creating a new area to work on. We feel that this is going to be new frontier in the, uh, the growth of economy. And so far the space was not much counted in that. And we believe the next a couple of years this, this will carve out the new, uh, new economic growth in the space sector. Great. And one of the things that is, of course, very relevant in this sector is that everybody has a different focus and the size of the company may be slightly different and the nature of the work, they may be very different as well. You have smaller companies like startups that have a completely different focus of trying to develop some new products and they are taking risks. And there are SMEs that are established and they are serving ISRO programs or, or so on. And their focus may be a little bit different and you have very large companies like Hughes or Airtel or others who have a different focus and maybe are aiming at something much bigger than these other types of companies which are much smaller can do. So is there anything specific that you can identify that are important for all of these kinds of companies that you think are important to be addressed as of now? Yeah, you mentioned about the startups and the new companies are coming up. I believe that the startups are quite active and space startups. And it is the 
this is a started about uh, about decade earlier and then uh, started companies are coming and start working on the space technology and uh, the numbers are uh, quite good and uh, as of you count now there are 50 active startups in india and when we are looking these numbers into asia pac region we found that this is a good number like total asia pac region there is going to be about 390 startups company known startup company in which 50 of them are in japan and about 100 of them are in china and the 50 are plus in, in india and restaurants are in the other asia pac region so we see that uh, india is uh, in the in a very well growth pattern in terms of the startup uh, companies are concerned but these startups uh, need to be and the government has to play a very proactive role protecting their interests protecting their uh, you know intellectual property protecting their future plan and also helping them to grow or collaborate with with the foreign companies for that we feel that uh, first of all there has to be clear space law and space policy Uh, or uh, in the absence of any space we feel that the policy uh, can be subjected to, to different interpretation so we feel that uh, the space uh, act has to be enacted as early as possible and in 2017 there was a attempt was there in the parliament to bring the uh, space application bill but that is not been not finalized and second uh, that a space startup uh, uh, should be dealt with a different uh, set of rules rather not the common uh, rules and regulations because these are the deep uh, space tech uh, companies and there are very few of them if you look at the numbers of uh, uh, the startups in india this count to about close to about 36000 numbers whereas the space startups are only 50 of them i think this need, this required a separate uh, handling by the government not in the uh, they stand in the large queue of the state startups where dpiit which is uh, which is government arm which is promoting the interest of the industry where the startups are it should be created a separate pool of the space startup and uh, and uh, all the uh, uh, rules uh, and the uh, policy uh, should be governed separately with them and they should be allowed to use regulatory sandbox uh, so wherever they are doing experiment where they are doing some testing and they should be given them on uh, on a on a block in terms of uh, is is they waiting period or getting that equipment tested or importing a certain components for their product uh, they have to really uh, struggle a lot so the government has to play a facilitating role to helping these startups and also the frequency because of the, the all this uh, they work on a satellite frequency and that available uh, the government has to made available the satellite frequency at ease to them wherever they need for experiment purpose or product manufacturing so they should be made available to them uh, and all the uh, clearances processes uh, should be simplified with the ease of doing business especially for the startup and msme so these these we have demanded from the from our association side and we are working with the government to simplify these procedures and rules yeah that's uh, really interesting as well as very necessary from all of these i guess the problem also is that many of these companies may not have the the leverage and also presence in delhi to a large extent to talk to a lot of the policy makers uh, to make anything happen for them given that a lot of them come from also from different parts of the country and it's going to be difficult for them to interface uh, using a single body without a single body that is 
from what you are doing at the moment are there any like specific requirements that come to your mind for either larger companies uh, that are operating you know outside the startup sphere because i think uh, normally what happens is in the public discourse as well startups and uh, you know smaller companies are highlighted a lot because they feel like that's the new energy that is coming into play but what is also lost is actually that most of the employment and most of the money comes from uh, large companies that operate in the industry and they are the ones who contribute the most in terms of jobs as well as uh, the impact that they can create on the economy so beyond just the startup uh, related uh, questions and so on what are the primary things when you look at the large operators are present in the country their main focus areas and what would make it feasible for foreign direct investment and other things to come in for you know larger operators to either become bigger or new large operators to be then present in the country i think the large industry has got their their own issues and problem and i believe there are 20 of them the large industry likes uh, like anand or centum or astra or the, these are the large company which have grown around isro and uh, they have been supporting isro in their their production and facility the last uh, 20 years and they build up quite a large capacity with that and but irony is that with the whole they are they are heavily dependent on due to pandemic you see that uh, isro has uh, last year only have two launches and the one was uh, not very successful so the, this industry was expecting to play their role in, in the other launches also but due to pandemic that those launches could not happen so their investments are quite subject to that and they they are also having depend on the budget which isro has got and which is also depend on their manufacturing or their uh, working capital but over the period of the time they have built up quite a large capacity with them and most of the time their capacities are unutilized they are worried about their investment and opening up the uh, space reform uh, they are also looking for an collaboration where uh, the indian manufacturing could help them into uh, other the ground segment or some component of the satellite or launch vehicles so they are they are also looking for it so uh, that is the one issue Uh, another issue is which is faced by the large multinational companies they are working for the defense aerospace project in the country but at the same time they also work for the uh, uh, space in the space sector but the one problem which we found that these companies uh, when they come to the offset obligation the space sector is not included in the offset obligation so to that so because this indian company large indian company also work with the multinational companies uh, in their uh, defense project or vice versa but uh, when it comes to the offset obligation these large mnc's are not able to offset obligation with these space uh, companies that space sector should also be included into offset obligation so it will help in two count one is that it will bring the enhance the capabilities of the uh, indian uh, companies and they will uh, uh, truly become large enough and global uh, competitive and income from the export that's that's the advantage and also the when the indian government is requiring with any thing on the defense space side so i think indian companies will also come up to the level where they can play their role so this dual advantage would be also the second thing we found that the most of the benefit company in the country whether it is uh, electronics or whether it is uh, other sector automobile other sector there is production link uh, scheme incentive scheme is not applicable in the space sector 
So we also demand that PLIC should be implemented uh, to enhance the manufacturing in the country. So these these few things which we feel that uh, if the government is taken, we have already given presentation to the government on these two counts and we feel that if this be implemented, this will definitely enhance and work uh, for the Indian large manufacturing. I think those are all very interesting when it comes to how the focus areas and the requirements are also quite different depending on the nature of the company and the activity that they are you know, doing at the end. So from uh, your perspective, what could make it looking at outwardly, not just inwardly? What I mean by that is that so far what we looked at is what can you know, you do and what the, in, the industry do to look at expanding their footprint within India and how do they actually provide services within the Indian context so on. Do you also see an opportunity for having to help some of these companies to globalize to a certain extent? Because one of the things that I see to a large extent missing is a lot of these companies are purely operating within the Indian context and are operating as service providers within India. And today, given that the world economy is all global and there's globalization of trade and many companies outside of India, including the ones in China, for example, operate as multinational companies and they provide SATCOM services and other services that are satellite related outside in all parts of the world. And we see very little evidence of that with Indian companies where they are not just uh, operating in India, but they're now trying to go global there. So do you see any specific things that would be of aid and support that you guys can do with SIA India? And then hopefully that will lead to some of the things then opening up to our companies also then participating in the global economy. We are working on a multiple direction on this. We understand that India market is uh, is small at this moment, but we have we have a quite a large uh, capacity and professionals of level in the space sector. I've been uh, uh, told that uh, the large number of uh, Indian scientists are working with NASA or European Space Agency or likewise other uh, space agencies. So uh, we do have uh, that kind of a knowledge pool. But in the nation stage of the industry, so we have to depend on the global cooperation. First of all, uh, we did in last couple of months that we have established a close relationship with international association or bodies. So uh, they are already either they are serving us, us on uh, in our advisory board or we have a, a member of association with them or we have a, some, some of them we have a working relationship. We are also working strongly with the standardization. So we feel the global cooperation is the key of the hour because satellite is a global phenomenon. As you know, that satellite goes up in the sky. It's no more a, a, the country specific. It becomes global. So, of course, the, their footprint would be uh, their particular country or maybe region. Uh, or if you have a constellation, then then you are you are uh, complete global. A couple of uh, large constellation or mega constellations, and Leo or Mio also see that uh, there is maybe a couple of thousands going to be hovering around the sky next to two to three years. Those, those of course, uh, their satellites are being built or satellite being manufactured somewhere or being launched from somewhere. Why can't we India be the destination for that? So for that, we see the global cooperation. We feel that launches are happening almost more than a decade. Uh, India was successfully so is launching. But uh, not only the large satellite, also the there is also a plethora of the small satellites, the nano satellites, the cube satellites are coming in the way. But they're serving 
this area. For that also, we may not be having that big market in India, but this market do exist. Legal provisions are there to, to work for that. So we believe that uh, there are a lot of companies are uh, making, uh, not necessary for the Indian market, but it could also for the global market. So we feel strongly that uh, the collaboration, uh, uh, foreign company come and set up a shop in India, uh, or Indian companies go out and uh, work for the foreign co- companies. Uh, both are quite essential to growth of this space. So we are we understand this and we are building blocks uh, for this a collaboration. Of course, we are planning uh, in uh, in this year a uh, couple of business to business meets where the global company beat the local company and local company beats the global. There is very few attempts have been taken in India to bring the uh, space uh, uh, companies. Only the ISRO biannual beats to, do take place where the, where the large global company come and uh, come in India put up their shop. But uh, the small companies, the Indian companies, they hardly have a, any access to the global companies. So we're trying to bridge this gap and uh, bring the, all these companies into one, one platform. And we're trying to build up some events uh, this year. And we will be announcing those events. We already earmark in our calendar of event, but we will be finalizing that soon uh, to help the industry to uh, local reach global or global reach local kind of a thing. We also feel that we also can play a bigger role in regional uh, nations like uh, Nepal, uh, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, or all the friendly countries like since we possess uh, quite a good satellite expertise, this expertise could be helped. And we see that there is already something happening in terms of uh, in Nepal, where the Indian company, other technologies can be of science and technology. There is a organization called Atrikcha. They extended the cooperation for the testing of the satellite. And that way, some collaboration is already started at the regional level. Again, very interesting blocks and areas that you've identified, uh, having talked to a lot of these people around when you're looking at uh, this roadmap for the next uh, let's say six to eight months that are around and it looks very interesting especially because uh, a few draft policies have come into place and there's been a revision of the satcom policy and others as well so looks like there's going to be very interesting things that will come out as formalization of these policies will come into play in the next uh, you know maybe six to twelve months time frame with all this into place, there's a number of companies that are still, I'm guessing, are looking at getting support and are looking at maybe joining uh, something like an SIA India to be involved in the greater sphere of uh, influencing policy as well as uh, getting support in terms of trade. What is it that companies can do to either join SIA India and what are the things that you would look at uh, offering these companies? Is it like events or other than other support with respect to yeah, basically talking to the government or so on? Other than that, is there other things that you know companies can get to be a part of SIA India? There are a couple of things which uh, is working and help uh, these companies. Uh, first of all, the, I, I could uh, divide them into two categories, one is threat and another opportunities. The major satellite operators feel threatening uh, in terms of this, their satellite uh, bandwidth is uh, thinking of allocating to the 5G IMT in India. And there's already uh, regulatory is already in consultation process uh, where CI India has strongly refuted the claim of uh, carving out uh, or bifurcating satellite band to the 5G. So this uh, threat looms quite large uh, satellite operator and 
there the cia india stands quite tall in terms of representing their issue very strongly with not with the regulator but also the policy maker that satellite band is are essential for the growth of it for the country and the for application which uh, they are, they can provide in terms of connecting rural india which is of close to about 51% rural india is still not digitally connected and satellite can play important role in that so under this threat uh, we we are gaining ground in terms of uh, one voice their voice uh, to the government and these company feel uh, strongly to support to uh, see ideas uh, and joining uh, them as a member so this is uh, the large picture other picture which are the opportunity which i just mentioned about there are two opportunities are coming in the way one is the opportunity of the ground segment where the regulator has already come out with a consultation paper with cid also in fact we organized one conference also in the satellite ground ground segment uh, the uh, business in india we have touch upon the regulatory and policy we touch upon the business economy we touch upon the standardization process so we feel there is a there is a this is a, this industry can grow and uh, there will be a lot of collaboration will come from their uh, company the large companies whether is a, a foreign call company those who are providing a satellite ground station and there is a definitely a mood in terms of delinking satellite from the licensing of the operation so that's the one way another area which is coming up with the satellite iot application there also feel there is a big opportunity for the satellite iot companies to come and set up a shop here or collaborate with indian companies and start providing a various application which are iot these numbers couple of you know thousands or hundreds of billions could be so i feel there is too strong uh, major opportunity which uh, the company which are uh, connected with these uh, whether is a ground segment or whether through iot application they can get benefit of joining we've seen a number of uh, drafts come through with respect to the policy changes especially in the satcom policy the remote sensing policy there's a few of them that have come through now with the technology transfer and and so on from all of the things that you have seen so far as drafts and then also modification of these drafts and and so on are there aspects that you believe that still need to be addressed beyond what is today seen as uh, draft policies that have already come through that are still missing that you want to highlight and uh, these may be very int- interesting to to listen to because uh, at the end these may be some of the cracks that have not been addressed yet that can then be highlighted further yeah last two years we seen plethora of policies are being announced so whether in draft mode this is really encouraging that they are got into the public or stakeholder consultation that was never been the case earlier the space policy space com policy satcom policies been discussed publicly but there's a really good sign that they engaged with the various stakeholder for consultation the the space com draft policy was discussed by the stakeholders and the revised space com policy was recently discussed after the in space was formed and uh, we have gone through the policy and we have provided a very constructive proposal how effectively we can make this policy of course one thing is that the policy we should appreciate that there are policy framework is getting ready and fine tuning the policy policies are not not only one time it is it's always revolving it every time the new policy comes which replaces the old policy so we there is always a room for improvement whether is a current policy or the future policy we can always so only thing is that we have to get into the engagement where we can truly represent the industry concern industry boys industry business 
is that will reflect uh, through these policies. And first of all, uh, this good thing is that there are about 13 odd policies are in the, in the pipeline and uh, three of them, uh, as announced by media, that three of them should get uh, finalized uh, and the rest of them will follow. It's a, it's a, what I believe that is an evolving process. And uh, the first good thing is that there are policy and that this policy are there to address certain needs, whether it's related to transport or earth observation or whether it's remote sensing, whether it is spacecom. These policies are there and definitely they will they will guide certain ways to for the for the Indian companies to grow. And uh, CI India would definitely like to get into active engagement with the government on this policy matter. Of course, we feel that this coming two three years, as I uh, mentioned earlier, going to be the crucial, and uh, these will set the rule for how uh, how best suited uh, we are going to prepare our satcom industry or spacecom industry uh, truly global. So that will definitely help. So there's been also some uh, very interesting investment that is taking place in the country, not just to startups by venture capitalists or so on, but also larger companies who are looking at investing, especially when you look at uh, companies like Hughes or Airtel or others like that, who are putting in a lot of capital to bring in new, interesting new products and services through the SATCOM realm. So... With all of this uh, enthusiasm that is uh, coming into play, where do you think we need to look at measuring some of these things? Because one of the things that we look at other countries like the UK or the US or so on, one of the things that they have done very well is looked at uh, what is the measure of the industry when it comes to either investment, either the number of jobs that are being created or the impact on the economy or so on. And unfortunately, I think in India, we don't really have uh, anything that points to some of these local factors that can be pointed and told to policymakers that this is what is the investment that is occurring in this sector and how large the economy can be if this this particular activity can be supported or so on. At least I haven't seen something very concrete and there's been some very vague numbers saying that the size of the space industry in India is $7 billion or whatever uh, you know number that is without any substantiation of uh, why is that number that big. So do you feel like this is a particular topic that SIA India should be targeting and tackling? And if yes, what are some of the insights that you can share around this particular sizing and monitoring the space economy in India? Yeah, I think this is a very positive uh, step taken by the Indian companies. Uh, the Bharti has uh, uh, taken with OneWeb and also the collaboration uh, which they have, a joint venture which they have announced with Hughes. That is a, uh, that's really positive direction. Of course, the Tata Nelco has also collaboration uh, with Telesat. That is also and uh, other company will also like uh, they will also look for the Indian partners to come in. I think this this definitely show that. But I feel there will be uh, some uh, very st- strong tripling effect uh, will happen when these uh, large companies will start operating with uh, OneWeb, SpaceX, uh, Starlink, or uh, uh, Telesat uh, or Cooper uh, would come. So, uh, first of all, uh, they will try to reach uh, where there is no connectivity and the enterprise uh, to be connected with the higher bandwidth. So, we feel there is a number of jobs will be created in terms of the local collaboration, uh, ground, uh, ground terminal, satellite terminals uh, would also be required at affordable rate. 
in India, it would be the we should get ready uh, to this thing. And we also feel there is also room for for this uh, local manufacturing to happen. And so uh, the space parkers building around in the in the in the different states, the Kerala space park or Karnataka and Odisha on uh, and uh, Telangana. I believe that these are already here marks uh, space for the uh, land space for this development of the cluster of the space industry in their respective. So these are the good sign. And uh, once these uh, two large companies like Tata's and uh, Bharti has taken a step, of course, there are other large companies who also come in, uh, start playing a role. The number of Indian companies who are involved into space ventures are um, uh, the Godrej, the LNT, uh, and of course our our PSU like uh, Bharat Electronics and uh, ITI, they, they all uh, will get involved into some way or other helping to this industry. So I believe that this is a good sign that Indian companies start pledging to investing into this uh, space uh, space economy. So final question, uh, Anil, thank you so much for taking the time for you know speaking with me. I think uh, all the work that you guys have been doing is very interesting. And of course, uh, thank you for giving me an opportunity to participate in the work that you guys have been doing. I think uh, I've also learned quite a lot by contributing in one way or the other, in whatever possible manner to you know be a part of the events and also some of the uh, work that's been going on in supporting the industry in India through SIA India. And uh, one of the key things I think the listeners will probably will appreciate is your perspective on where do you see all of this heading in the next uh, three to five years from, from SIA India's perspective and from the industry's perspective. And what do you see as uh, key things that need to occur so that maybe in the next three to five years, we will reach uh, to a level where the industry is super competitive. Maybe we would have grown two times in size with respect to jobs or others. Some of these things uh, from your perspective to listen to will be super interesting. Yeah, thank you, NP, for inviting CI India to uh, present uh, our views. Uh, uh, we wish you all the best and uh, continue journey for big new vistas to, uh, to the audience of uh, your uh, we fully support you. Uh, next two, three to five years, I just mentioned about there are a couple of policy is, uh, will, which are in draft uh, draft mode. They will start taking shapes and which will further guide the industry to growth. I see there will be a lot more uh, projects will be announced by by the Indian industry or the foreign industry to come. We're setting up a shop in India. I see the lot more collaboration to happen. I see there will be a um, role for startup as a as a growing and they're 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 leading the flock which are which are yet to follow them because early startups it's all depends on to how successful they would be in their journey. So I think in the next two, three to five years the new flock will come which will you know follow them. So I see and I also uh, see, there is a uh, large role played by the large industry, the small industry to come into collaboration. Uh, this will going to happen in the next three to five years. Uh, in, in total, we feel that this is a, this setting up the foundation of the, the new new economic growth in the space area. And it will be, I count that there will be founding stone for setting up the position in a global hub. And I count that this will be the most glorious or golden, which will be the bedrock of the future space economy. 
Uh, so these three to five years are very important, very crucial in terms of setting up the, uh, set the ball rolling. The policy, the investment, the collaboration, the academia, the investment, all this will come and play the role. Thank you again so much for taking the time. I think um, it's very interesting. The work that you guys have been doing is very important and very interesting at the end. And I'm sure that if the industry is to be successful, the work that you guys are doing will be the bedrock of uh, all of that. And I really believe that uh, because at the end, I think we need a voice like you to to be present and to be supportive of uh, the industry uh, at the end. So thank you again for all the work that you guys do. And thank you again for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, NP, for giving me the opportunity to speak uh, on behalf of the Sitcom Industry Association. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again and the next episode will be out in the next two weeks as usual.